Welcome to the BAM Biz Talk podcast, hosted by BAM Biz Hub, also known as the B Squared Hub Accelerator Program. We are a 501c3 nonprofit providing ideation, commercialization methodology, and mentorship to startups, early stage, and growth-driven businesses in the Permian Basin and beyond. The B-Square Hub Accelerator Program is 100% online with access to the BAM team for curriculum questions, resources, and mentorship, as we are the only accelerator in the Permian Basin where face-to-face mentorship is available right here at home. We have over 900 enrollments in the B-Square Hub Accelerator Program and are constantly seeking to add more courses and resources to create opportunities for you. Our team, board of directors and mentors are vast and experienced in an array of disciplines culminating in a well-rounded group of resources for our startups and businesses preparing to either enter the market or accelerate their growth. To find out more about us, go to bambizhub.com or call to set up a free consultation at 1-833-BAM-IDEA or 432-247-8840. That's 247-8840. Contact us for podcast sponsorship opportunities. Bam! Here we go. Today we are with Mr. Craig Stoker, Executive Director for Meals on Wheels Odessa. How are you doing today, Craig? Odessa. I'm good. How are you doing? Doing pretty good, man. We are blessed. Good. Can't complain. So, Craig, we've been wanting to have you on the podcast for a while because I, I believe that you have a lot to contribute. For one, for sure, you have a lot to contribute and you already have contributed to the community immensely uh, across the board. And, you know, you have a certain expertise that is is it's hard to teach, <laughs> you know, because a lot of it is yeah. you you it's you like a fish who is comfortable in your waters. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So uh, tell us a little about yourself and, you know, what do you what, what do you do? Well, what do I do? I'm the executive director for Meals on Wheels. We're going into month number four of kind of being tossed into the deep end and uh, just really enjoying um, kind of learning and and being in the thick of it. And, you know, you, you, you say things like I have expertise and I'm good at this stuff. And, you know, that's that's what pops into my head first is that it's just practice. It's, it's learning and, and getting in there and doing it and, and what works and what doesn't. You know, we fidgeted with this camera for a minute. And you just kind of, it, it just, that's the life lesson. Just kind of poke buttons till it works. <laughs> there you go. When it works, it works. And yeah, it's like the magic of the reset. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and no matter what, it will work. It'll work. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no matter what. At some point. Yes. But uh, no, I, I came to Meals on Wheels from the West Texas Food Bank. I was the director of communications there for, gosh, officially six years. I'd been there a year prior as the executive director of Food to Kids, which is the backpack program uh, that serves elementary kiddos that may not eat. We worked really hard to kind of ensure the longevity of that organization by folding it into the food bank. and. Uh, my request was to go with it. I wanted to to stay with it and and make sure that it continued. And um, kind of like this role as director of Meals on Wheels, I didn't necessarily know what I was doing, but I knew how to do certain things that were important. And along the way, you just picked up the other things. And and you know, uh, as as a, a board member for Meals on Wheels, you've kind of watched these last four months of of kind of a little bit of chaos and a little bit of confusion, but 
you know, out of it is going to come an organization where uh, at 45 years where it should be. I agree. It's exciting <laughs> to watch the process. Yeah. You know, because when you're there before, it's working. I mean, things are happening. Things mm -hmm. are moving, right? You're, we're taking care of, you know, our, our mission. Yet so much was going on in that whirlwind <laughs> that it was chaos, mm -hmm. you know. And then here comes Craig stepping in the middle of this huge storm, you know. And, like, first thing is you have to figure out, okay, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, what works and what's not working. Right. Right. Well, and to do it gracefully, because right. I knew with prior experience, I knew better than to go in there and just start changing things. Right. I, I always say one of the best lessons I learned was that, and I can't even verbalize it, but it's kind of like it's uh, you're not failing, you're learning. Ah, and um, and with so many of those uh, volunteer events with Food to Kids in those early days, I would go in and man, I would have a plan and it was written down and it was mapped out. It was perfect and it was going to work. And then you throw a hundred people in there and it just kind of goes sideways. Yeah. And the lesson is, and, and the way where I got to was, I'm going to give you the very basics. I need you to put this food into that bag and that bag into this crate and that crate onto that pallet. The end. Y'all figure it out. <laughs> and, out and they would every single time. And 80% of the time it was different. But it would get done. The best laid plans. <laughs> you know, it's always about the process, right? Yes. I mean, if you can do the process and then figure out what it takes to do it, mm -hmm. well, then the efficiency and the effectiveness mm -hmm. and the yeah. productivity will all come into place. But at least you've got some sort of foundation to start working with. Yeah. And that's 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 the beauty of what I worked in, walked into was it had a good foundation. It yeah. it. Meals on Wheels is a, a solid organization, and and they've got a great partnership with ORMC, the Odessa Regional Medical Center, who cooks the food every morning. And they've got a, an amazing volunteer network that, yeah. you know, some of those people show up every day. And, and when we hired our volunteer coordinator, you know, part of the... The, the attractiveness to her was that the, we really only need eh, maybe 10 to 12 people a week because uh, out of the 27 routes we run, you know, we've got 15 solid people who show up on time every time. And we've just kind of got to fill in those gaps. So, again, you've, you've got this this foundation that was laid ahead of me and I'm just there to kind of bring it into modernization time. <laughs> that's, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. to, to really help it go to the next step. And when you look at the, the census of what we uh, kind of have in the Permian Basin and you look at the, the, the aging population, that's a, that's a huge segment of, of the population here. And when you, Think about well, maybe 130,000 in the city of Odessa, maybe yeah. 160 in the county. There's got to be more than than 500 seniors who yeah. could benefit from having a, a lunch every day. And, you know, even in the last four months, I, I can't remember the, the exact number when I started, but we're, we're up to, gosh, probably 580 uh, at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I, I would, 
I thought we were around 480 to 500, um, yeah. maybe a little more than that. But the 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 goal is to serve those who need it. And right. in order to do that, we're going to have to get more efficient and we're going to have to build those things in to yep. make us better. Um, and, and it's it. What was very apparent is that you can't double what we're doing, doing it the way we're doing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's always been like that. Huh? I mean, throw it in there, right? Yeah. No, but that's a, that's a good point that, you know, it's, if you keep repeating the same thing you're doing, you're yeah. not going to get anywhere else yeah. other yeah. than where you are. Yeah. Yeah. I expect no other results than what you get. Right. So uh, yeah. change is really big. Um, I've always welcomed change in, in many uh, different businesses where change creates the opportunity as well yeah uh, opens up new doors well for sure and you know one of the the things you wanted me to talk about is kind of my history here in the Permian Basin and yes. how I got here and and what I'm doing here and yeah what are you doing what here? am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm changing the world no um, I I grew up here so my grandparents my father's parents moved to Odessa in the 30s. Uh, from Central Texas. My grandfather was from Breckenridge and my grandmother was from Valley Mills. Wow. And um, he had gone to Baylor and uh, at some point uh, figured out he needed to come to Odessa. He was an attorney by trade and and came out. Uh, My father was born in Odessa and uh, went to Odessa High, graduated. He went to Baylor um, I was adopted. So I was born in Fort Worth and lived there for about 18 minutes and then took the first flight to Odessa. So I'm pretty much native. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, but, I would definitely uh, say you are. <laughs> um, I had a little different path. I came over to Midland. I went to Trinity and uh, kind of credit that with a lot of my success, having that good foundation once Absolutely. again. Um, I, I did go to Baylor. I did not wind up in law school. I was told by the, the <laughs> everybody, don't go to law school. Okay, I won't do that. Um, and just kind of wound my way through the different programs. I was going to be an architect and found out pretty quickly I hate math and I can't draw. So that, <laughs> that wasn't going to work. Um, wound up over in marketing and again, ran into the math. And uh, the next suggestion was journalism, public relations. Ah. So wound up in the journalism school uh, with the public relations focus, I guess you'd call it. And at this point, it was about year seven and a half. And my father said, listen, (laughs) why don't you go get a job and kind of sort some things out? And if you want to go back, we'll figure that out. And, you know, up to this point, I haven't gone back, but uh, maybe one day we'll see. Um, But wound up, I out of that, I wanted to become the next big lobbyist. So I had grown up around that. My father was um, appointed to the highway department. Uh, One of his best friends was Mark White, who was governor in the 80s and uh, appointed him to the highway commission. And then under Ann Richards, it became TxDOT. So he was the first chairman of TxDOT. And uh, I grew up around the the lobbying and the horse trading and how do we get these roads built and and kind of watching that process and and some of the things that you know he was most proud of uh, certainly 191 
you know, where would we be without that? Man, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, the loop in Odessa was a big project, uh, making sure it was complete all the way around. I know they worked uh, very hard on that. And um, even as a, a memorial uh, after he passed, the, the city of Odessa named a portion of the loop after him. So, you know, just quite an honor. I, I, my grandfather was county judge uh, in the 50s. So I come from this background of, yeah. of community-minded yeah. Sure. family. So I, I just kind of had that. But yeah, I moved to Austin, was going to be a lobbyist, got a job at the Capitol and uh, figured out pretty quickly that wasn't going to work. My my father had burned some bridges and uh. Uh, <laughs> they, they took that out on me. That was a good lesson. <laughs> oh, wow. What years were you in Austin? I moved there in 2002 and moved back out here in 2010. Okay. We were there. We were over that for a couple yeah, years. So I, I was there a little bit. Uh, the politics wasn't going to work. So, all right, what do I know how to do? I can work in retail. Yeah. Uh, my cousin was working on the toll road, buying up right away. And he said, go get your real estate license. We'll, we'll get you to do that. So I got my real estate license. And uh, at that point, the the department at TxDOT had kind of fallen apart. And so there wasn't a job. And I thought, well, I... I like houses, you know, architecture, let's do that. But that was 2006 when the housing market dropped out. So I wound up in apartment leasing and that was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> and, and it just allowed me to have too much fun. So <laughs> kind of back to Odessa, I came, let's have a reset. I was working at AT&T and was miserable <laughs> corporate and a friend had a, a insurance agency they were opening, so I, he said, "Come with me." So insurance license, I've got a lot of licenses. <laughs> yeah, um, and that that wasn't going to work. Sitting on the twelfth floor of the Prosperity Bank building after spending three years at AT and T dealing with hundreds of people a day wasn't going to work. And some friends were on the board of Food to Kids, and they called and they said, "You know, we really need help with volunteers. So come come help us out." And showed up, had no clue what the program was about or what it was for. I just, okay, Wednesday night, I can show up, do that. And, and just something clicked. And I knew that that was something that interested me. I didn't know how or, or, or what, but I knew I wanted to go back and I went back and I went back and about, you know, the fourth time they said, you know, you really seem to be interested in this. Why don't we put you on the board? I said, well, I've never been on a board. I don't know how to do that. So whatever, you know, yep. they said, we'll, we'll teach you. It's Come not on, hard. Yeah. And, and, you know, for, for those of you who have served on boards or been asked, uh, the, the typical ask is, oh, it's just once a month and we'll buy you lunch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how they got me. <laughs> I've told that same story before. <laughs> so I, I showed up to this, this board and it was... Gosh, they they were entering into about their fifth year. Uh, the the organization had been founded in 2009. It was a project of the Junior League of Odessa, okay. and had had grown into into what it was. And at that point, they they the board had recognized that it had become too big to operate how it was. They were meeting quarterly and. Uh, they had a great partnership with the food bank who uh, was doing their ordering, doing their warehousing, doing their volunteers. And, you know, Joey Reese, their CFO, was doing their financials. So All their infrastructure. Yeah. So yeah. so this board was really meeting to decide what what the menu was going to be. Um, it, 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 it had reached a point that it it 
it needed to grow up. It needed to become a, a real organization. And so the food bank had tasked the board with hiring an employee because uh, Food to Kids was really overrunning the food bank at that point. And this was about my second board meeting that this conversation was having. And, and as a board, we decided that we should hire an executive director to kind of oversee fundraising. And because and, that, that was really the biggest thing we, we needed. Uh, because the food bank was taking care of everything, um, but they weren't raising the money for us. So we're trying to figure that partnership out. And again, I said, well, I don't know anything about being an executive director. I didn't even know what that title meant. Um, so somebody, this is too important for somebody to just take it and and figure yeah. it out. Right. I said, but, hey, I'm selling insurance not very well so i've got a lot of free time and i know how to do facebook and i know how to at least update a website to not tear it up and i know how to i, I one of the things we had done uh we needed volunteers so i sure. called an you know, old friend jay hendrix and ah, said little jay jay i need help and so they sent the news out. So it just kind of became building this thing that we went from having 15 volunteers to getting a little publicity and, and you know, building that program. And so in about six months, I was in my office kind of working through some things that day. And, and I pulled out that list again of things they wanted uh, the director to do. And I was doing most of them. Ah. And I said, well... If I can do this, what they're looking for, then why not? So I called Sarah Billingsley, uh, who was the president of that board at the time, and I said, well, what do you think about me? Yeah. <laughs> and she said, I think you're perfect. <laughs> she said, call Libby, see what she wants, um, and and did that. She wanted me to talk to their programs director at the food bank. Had an interview. He had interviewed three, and they kind of had one kind of lukewarm that they were just kind of just to put somebody in there, they were going to do it. And I went and talked to the programs director and I said, look, I don't know anything about this at all. I said, but I do know most of the people in town and most of them have money. So we can figure this out. And and so that, that was the start. And I was hired and, and the first meeting I had was with Libby at the food bank. And, and it, the first discussion was we need to fold it into the food bank. And so uh, one thing I learned that I haven't done this time, uh, I went back to the board as the, the first board meeting as executive director. And I said, OK, guys, we need to dissolve the board and fold into the food bank. <laughs> Appreciate that. And that did not go over very well. <laughs> but they knew that something like time. that needed to happen yeah. and, and spent the next kind of eight months, eight, nine months working with the nonprofit management center and, and Lori Johnson helped us work through. She was on that committee founding food to kids. So she had some great insights. Um, and, and really it made sense because the food bank was ordering our food. The food bank was delivering our food. The food bank was coordinating the volunteers. They were hosting, they were doing everything. And we were just kind of sitting over in the corner saying, well, what do we do? So folded it in. I went with it again, uh, found myself in a position where I had a whole lot of free time. So what do I need? What do I know how to do? Okay. I can do the Facebook. I can do the social media. I can do this. So I was helping uh, the development director work with that. And in about six months, um, she and her husband moved to Dallas. 
Wow. And that opened this opportunity where um, Libby split the role into a marketing PR and a grant writer. So she hired a grant writer, moved me into marketing PR, and we just went from there and had my run six years. And I was at a point where I was wanting to do something different. I'd kind of, I felt like I'd mastered all the tasks that I, I had before me. And we were looking internally about how to kind of reorganize and, and, uh, this opportunity with Meals on Wheels came up and it was kind of a, a mutual good thing for both of us. It was a, a great move for me and, you know, for the organization when, when it was suggested to me, we were in a, a meeting, I'm on the Ector County Library Advisory Board, and we were discussing what are we going to do with the library, and, and we were meeting with a group doing a strategic plan, and part of the daydreaming was uh, I, I had always had a voice of, we need to be feeding people through the library like we do in Midland. We operate, uh, the, the food bank operates Kids Cafe, which... Uh, it, it has different sites over the summer and Hector County Library had never done that. So every time I'd run into my commissioner, uh-huh, we need to. Yeah. So that's how I wound up with my seat on the library advisory board. But yeah, that came out of that. And Tim Ogilvie, who was a longtime board member of Meals on Wheels, looked over and he said, well, why don't you take over Meals on Wheels? And I said, no, you know, that that's Margaret's world. I'm not going to go in there and, and upset the apple cart and. Uh, kind of put it to bed, but went home that night and I couldn't stop thinking about it. And so I pulled the 990 and said, okay, where are we? And uh, y'all were doing good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and so it, it became a, okay, I'm not going to have to go in there and rescue an organization. Right. I'm not going to have to build an organization. <laughs> we're just going to have to pretty kind of much, let's reorganize this. Let's tune it up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And so I called Tim and I said, okay. I'm interested. And he said, well, who do you know on the board? And I said, well, you know, Monty Gardner came and, and, and recruited me about a year ago to come <laughs> visit with the Meals on Wheels board about marketing and, and kind of branding and that kind of stuff. And, and it was really about a year to the day yeah. that, yeah. that this serious conversation happened. And, um, I you know, went over to Meals on Wheels and, and, the 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 role changed rather quickly, um, even though we knew that was that was the end goal. Um, but it's been a, a great experience, and I've again gotten to learn. Uh, you know, I've, I wound up over there, and it was the same. This keeps happening to me. I, like, okay, <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of free time. What do I know how to do? All right, Facebook. <laughs> so it, it's it's really just been those years of of of. I guess having free time and and filling it with lessons and learning and and that was just that that was something that I I will credit my father uh, when we were little he would tell us okay you can watch one hour of whatever you want on TV he said you can watch as much TV as you want as long as it's educational but you can watch an hour of whatever you want so we got an hour of you know whatever but then it was always learning channel or history channel or, or something. Yeah. So I just always wanted this knowledge. And, and, you know, to this day, I go to things that are, I, I would say pretty remedial, but I'm learning something at every, every time I go to a, a Facebook class. I mean, those of you who know uh, social media, I mean, 
what we knew how to do last week is completely different this week. Yes. <laughs> and we preach that all the time. It's always changing. So, always changing. you know, uh, and, and, and really, I'm, I'm kind of having to reteach myself a lot of this stuff because like the ad manager and business manager changed in the last three months oh, so, so much. much. Yeah, even that, that look and feel of yeah. Facebook has oh, changed totally. a Absolutely. lot too, and it's which, kind of frustrating at points. And it's confusing, right? Yeah. yeah, because you're so used to the way it used to be, and now today it's like, I just don't like this. Yeah. But yeah. then again, I'm saying I don't like change, and right. that's like, <laughs> ah, well, I, you caught me for a moment. <laughs> well, even in even in the outcomes, you know, we just yeah. had Giving Tuesday, which you know, I came in with, ah, well, this is going to be easy, shooting fish in a barrel, and it didn't work. And, and that was kind of two lessons for me. Um, I, I talked to Tim that afternoon, or he checked in with me that evening, how to give in Tuesday go. And I said, we got some work to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. I expected it to be easy because I was looking at it from a standpoint of Meals on Wheels has a brand. People know what it is. They're, they understand what it is and they're going to give when they see the opportunity. Mm. And it didn't happen. Right. So one of two things happened or two things happened. We got to work on the brand, mm-hmm. which I know that. Right. Um, and we got to refigure out the marketing of it because all my old tricks on Facebook didn't work either. Yeah. So again, it's, it's this constantly evolving world that you've got to keep up with. And, and so that's what I'm looking forward to, to doing. I sent a press release out last night, uh, really the first one I've done for Meals on Wheels. And uh, I almost immediately got an email back from from uh, Melissa over at Newswest Night. And she said, is it, I'd put the date wrong. And she was just clarifying. And I said, <laughs> oh, I've got to go back to work. I've got to fix all my, because you know, one, one of the things I learned is that um, if you're trying to get the press to show up, you got to, you got to Give them some time. So send that two weeks before and then send a week before and then the day before and then the morning of. And so I I love the delayed delivery. (laughs) And uh, I I shouldn't have started telling my tricks. Everyone was really impressed that I was up at six in the morning sending press releases. Uh, Scheduled. Yeah. uh, Yeah. uh, Scheduled. So I had to go fix all that. I was like, man, I've got all these lined up to send. I've got to go fix that. But... Yeah, I, I, that's that's the world I know is is building a brand, and you know I was so fortunate to join the food bank when I did, and had the opportunity to come on when there were we had just moved into a new facility, uh, we were had broken ground on the Midland facility, so we had these two new buildings to show off and and they were really the new brand they were introducing the new logo and the new color and and i got to take those things and and really build that brand and um just being in people's faces is is what you got to do and it i don't have any metrics or benchmarks or anything to look back on but you know, I bet more people know about the food bank today than they did six Absolutely. years ago. hundred percent. You know, and something that you've mentioned that now that, you know, you've made this transition is people have said, Craig, we don't see you anymore. You're not on, I know. You're not on TV. We're missing <laughs> yeah. you on TV. You yeah. know, where'd I've, you go? Craig? I've had several people. Yeah. Make that comment. And we did a, we did a piece for giving Tuesday. And, and that again was kind of the first 
the first thing out of the gate. I've, I've kind of been shying away from not shying away, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get myself organized. Right. And, and what yeah. I've realized, um, uh, working with, um, Josh Skinner, CBS seven on that, you know, I told him up front, I said, we're going to have to kind of work this because I'm so used to being able to pull the string and go and not even think about it. It just, you know, if you asked me to, I could pull the string about the food bank right now and, and do it. But Meals on Wheels, I don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know the ins and outs. And I don't know the, the, the way to tell the story in a way that's relatable and, and understandable. And, you know, we, we had a really great work session with the board. You know, I'll, I'll say that, you know, I, y'all think I've been in this hard work situation, but I'll put it out there that the board has given back too. Mm-hmm. Um, I've put y'all through, I've, I've made y'all work and, and you've stepped up and you've done it at every turn. And it's just important because in, in my mind, I'm representing you guys and I need to know what your goals are. And, and that's something I learned a long time ago is that it's not about me. Um, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's, even back to people asking, you know, how are you so comfortable on camera? How are you so, doesn't that make you nervous? And, and, you know, yeah, part of it is personality and, and yeah, that doesn't bother me, but I also realize it's not about me. They're not, we're not talking about me. Mm-hmm. Um, this interview is not about, you know, this kind of is, but the, the CBS seven giving Tuesday, that's about meals on wheels. And that's about giving Tuesday. And I'm, I'm just kind of giving the message. And if I, you know, look silly or say something wrong, that's, that's not, who cares? Who you know? cares? Um, I, I tell people all the time, like we would take pictures and, and they would just kind of laugh that I take one picture and that's it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stand there and, and do 17 pictures and which one looks right. Because <laughs> what happens to that picture? It either lives in the phone for the rest of your life mm-hmm. or it gets posted on Facebook. I've got a few of those you can see. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it either lives in this. My dad used to call it the black hole. The, yeah. the pictures would go in the black hole, never to be seen again, or they get posted on social media and they're relevant for four and a half seconds mm-hmm. and then they're gone. That's it. So yeah. why, why are you going to spend a whole bunch of time doing that? You know, I, I say this all the time when we talk about giving money, I always throw in, don't forget, you can also volunteer. Because mm-hmm. time is the most valuable That's thing you have valuable. to give. Right. You know, and I think, too, on our part, we have a few clients. In fact, I had one yesterday that actually came in and wants to start a 501c3, uh, meaning that that's a nonprofit mm-hmm. uh, and title. Now, here's the thing about this is they don't have any experience. They don't understand maybe the, the uh, let's just say it, the, the bureaucracy that can be involved with this because you're working with a wide variety of people with different perspective, and some of them may be going in a wide variety of different directions. Mm-hmm. I was telling her that it might be best if you get on something where you can volunteer and maybe later on, much like your, your background, learn it, the ropes, learn the ropes, get on the board, and take some of that stuff, and you know, however you want to configure it. And start your own baseline as to what yeah. your 501c3 should look like. I think that's a beautiful point because I've been on the board for Meals on Wheels three years, I think, maybe, perhaps, maybe four. I think it's been four. About four, right? Maybe pushing for, yeah. Let's just say four. Anyways, I've learned more in these last four months about how <laughs> a, a nonprofit, the board works, right. than I did the previous three and a half years. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and it's 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 great to see. And I, I wanted to comment on, you know, the board retreat we had that was eye opening. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think when you're saying it's not about me, well, it's not about the board either. Right. It's what's our our, our group, our collaborative purpose. Yeah, It's about the mission. What's the mission? Yeah. It's yeah. about the mission. And, you know, I and I try to compare this a lot with a lot of startups that we worked with. You know, you get the startups that come in and say, you know, I'm I got an idea that. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. I got an idea that will make millions of dollars for some reason that just turns me off. <laughs> if you come in my office and you say, I've got a, a solution to solve many of people's problems. Well, now we're talking. Yeah. I want to know what you're solving and who is it going to affect? What's the impact? Um and a lot of times, I think that's completely forgotten in a lot of situations where we forget, really, and I think you've nailed this, uh, what our purpose really is. Uh, and we'll, how do we define that? And in your case, it's more about how do I give back to the community that's mm-hmm. given so much to me? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, you know, the, the restructuring of any business, any type of 501c3 is actually to fuel the best energy to get the most out of it yeah yeah well and from from nonprofit world when people come to us and talk about you know how how do i do this i've got this idea because you know we we would get approached a lot because you know we we've done you know this this big thing and you're you're out there in the public and uh, the first piece of advice was go find somebody who's already doing it yes Because if you, the the Permian Basin is a very unique place and um, it's very giving and very charitable. um, And that's evident through the fact that we've got like 1,500 registered nonprofits. Uh (laughs) So there's a huge amount of duplication of services out there. Um, The kind of comma and on that sentence is, and there's really only a small amount of money available to do all these things. So it's, it's like, we're all fighting for the same dollars. Yeah. And if we, I, I don't know where it clicked for me, but if we can partner and collaborate and, and work together, we're going to have better outcomes. You know, what, what we started talking about with meals on wheels is, is we have a benevolence fund and why aren't we using that to build ramps and do these things? And well, one of the answers is because Christmas in action builds ramps and, Mm. uh, the able center builds ramps and, you know, there are other people out there building ramps. So how do the, the better question is how do we partner with them absolutely to 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 get better outcomes? Because that's, that is something that has changed over the time I've been in nonprofit world is these foundations that are funding so much of this have now started looking at outcomes. They want to know that the money they're giving you is, is producing results. And so you can't, it, it, it's no longer good enough to say, well, we feed old people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, sure, you can go out and make a compelling case, but, you know. We we're going to use your money to feed a thousand old people, <laughs> right? What's the ROI? Yeah. So um, the the donors have gotten very savvy, uh, and even the individual donors. I mean, at at this point, if you want to research and know everything about an organization, you can. You you have access to that. One yeah. of the things that that 
that some of y'all have learned from me is, is GuideStar is is one of my favorite websites because you can go pull everybody's financials. And as a 501c3, you you put that out there. You you have to be open and transparent with the money. And and that's kind of the baseline of everything. If you can go look at, at the financials and see, are they spending the money right? Are they uh, following donor intent? You know, are they, you know, they kind of fill in the blank. But, you know, uh, donors are, are savvy and they 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 understand that they want their money to, to produce outcomes. And he, and the story I tell is, is, you know, you want to do that, but you also want to keep it local. So, you know, you're bombarded all the time by, you know, these big national organizations. Um, and even to an extent, uh, you know, kind of going back to what you're saying, find somebody, you know, yeah. like if, if your passion is feeding people, find one of these local agencies that feeds people <laughs> and, and, and start there. Um, but yeah, that's, if, if you want to start a nonprofit, I would call Lori Johnson at the nonprofit management center, number one, and, and have her walk you through what the process looks like. Uh, we are fortunate to have an organization like that available. And, you know, if Laura Johnson's listening, <laughs> I would love to have her on a podcast just because yeah. she can actually set the, the record straight as far as what the benchmarks look like, what the baseline looks like to actually start putting something together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not just us doing the 501, uh, the 501, the 501. It's more than the paperwork. That's right. what I'm trying to say. It's yeah. more than the paperwork. It's more about knowing what you got to do, who you got to satisfy, you know, the board you need, as you pointed out, you have to have a board with a nonprofit, even though it could be just maybe two people on the board, you still need a board. And, you know, like you were mentioning earlier, the more that you have on the board, the more perspective you have, um, and I think that too grows a company. Uh, you got a wide variety of people with knowledge that maybe can help you develop more than what you see because maybe your vision is too narrow. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's so important because me, I, I'll sit back and and and, and I, I'm you know, kind of preaching to the choir here. I think every single problem is a marketing problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think every problem could be solved with a little marketing, a little PR, um, but but there is more to it than that. So you know, at some point, you you may need an attorney, you may need a oh yeah, uh, a CPA, you may need a blah blah blah. blah you know, fill in the blank, and and these are great yeah. people to have on the board, and and that the the fact that they're the that. The reason they're there in the first place is because they support your mission. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is that's that's what you need to do. And you know, I you know, I haven't been shy about we're gonna put some term limits on you guys and we're gonna put some some structure into this board mm -hmm. because a board can get stagnant as well. Yeah, absolutely. And you gotta keep it fresh, new and exciting. Exciting. For yeah. Sure. So there there are all sorts of things that you know, the kind of the back of house stuff that goes on that if, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're in it and you really want to start that nonprofit, then, you know, it, it's not, yeah. you will not be out doing the mission. I am not out there delivering meals every day. Right. <laughs> I'm making sure that my team has the ability to, yeah. to deliver the meals. And I've been telling them, I, 
you know, they, they've stuck with us and it's been kind of uh, a crazy four months for them too. And, and one was in my office yesterday and, and she said something, I can't even remember what it was, but I, it just struck me as strange. And I said, well, you know, my, my whole role is to make your job easier. Like that's my, that's why I'm here. And, and whatever you need, whatever we can figure out to make yeah. your job easier, that's what I'm here to do. Because if her job's easier, that means you're more productive, yeah. which means the mission is being fulfilled to a greater extent. Right. So now we know the definition of team. Yeah. Because that's what it is. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I'm glad that she said back, well, you've done a good job at that. Ah, that's good. <laughs> um, but, you know, it just, I, I, what I wanted to do was to create this environment of a team. I, I made sure they knew I was wanting to build a team. Um, and I wanted to empower them. Absolutely. I wanted them to to have some ownership in what they were doing. Um, and even even just simple things like providing office supplies that they they needed. You know, the the simple act of ordering two boxes of pens and markers led them to clean out the supply room and organize the cabinets yeah. and we're we're gonna take some pride in our yeah. workplace and um that that's really evident and we just finished having the interior of the building painted and and you know let's just let's make this a little a, a nice place to work you know we're yeah. we're doing big great things let's make it a big, great place. I, you know, I, I, right. I don't know quite how to put it. I, but I think you mentioned something earlier that kind of goes to that, which is it translates in the, the business world to say, you said you, you're making things more efficient, right? E so plus E. E plus E equals P, right? Yeah. So in business, you know, efficiency, effectiveness, right? It's profitability or productivity, especially for a nonprofit, right? It's like you want to be more productive on your mission. So if you're more efficient, your employees are more effective. The team is more effective, yeah. efficient and effective. You're going to produce more. So I think that's a, that's a beautiful way of kind of streamlining the very simplicity right. of the process. And, you know, what we're talking about now, if you think about this in, in one aspect, is nonprofit and the way you structure, the way you manage, the way you develop is not much difference than you do for a profit. Mm -hmm. So, right. you know, people ask me, you know, I don't know. I'm from a profit side. How do I get involved with the basically a donation side? Um, well, you know, the resources are similar because you're still needing people to help you get there. Or you need the equipment, as project managements would say. It's resources or people or equipment or the equipment to make things happen. Um, but the bottom line is, is what kind of knowledge do you have on your board to push you forward? Mm -hmm. You know, it's critical to have the right people on the board to make sure that in your vision that you're going to be a certain place at a certain point of time. And that's going to mark my milestone to how I'm going to get there. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of growth uh, with this organization. I mean, from the time I've noticed you involved with an angel and, hear, and hearing you what's going on. And, um, you know, and I'll be honest here. I honestly didn't know anything about Meals on Wheels. <laughs> and in fact, when we were working together at the, uh, where were we, at the university, university yeah. I used to think, well, Angel's just looking for a way out, you know, just to get out and go do his thing. Uh, I didn't know anything else about it. Uh, and then one day I asked him, I said, tell me about this Meals on Wheels. Um, and I was flabbergasted that really that there was such an organization in our 
community that does so much for the people, I can't imagine anybody not wanting to give money to this organization. <laughs> yeah. But you have to tell the story. You yes. do. There's you're, the story. You're, it, this is, uh, from the business standpoint, you're not going to... Uh, equating it to sales, I guess, you're not going to sell anything if you're not out there selling it. That's right. And and it's the same with donations. You're not going to... People aren't just going to turn around and give you money just for the hell of it. They, yeah. you, they, they have to know. They have to know your mission. They have to know that their money is that you're being a good steward of their, their dollars. They, they need to know these things. And that's part of telling the story. Yeah, and, sure. and that's another great use of your board is to make sure that they have a consistent message to, to all be out there. You know, I've got 15 of you guys that we're all going to get on the same page with the mission statement and get your little elevator pitch and, and where we're all singing out of the same hymnal. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's so important yeah. to me. Yeah. And that's something I learned is, is that it's, it's to your detriment if you're not out yeah. there saying the same thing. We, we have oh, all yeah. got to have the same message. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's, that's what we're working on. That's, that's the process. And that's the great thing about having you uh, here with us today discussing because you're in the middle of that process. <laughs> transition. Right? Yeah. yeah. Transition. It's not like you've already figured it out and you're rolling. We're, you know, you're literally, you said a while ago, you're trying to figure out the, cause the, the Thanksgiving Tuesday, the, the giving Tuesday, for instance, yeah. right. It didn't work how you saw it, right. You, you did something that's worked before. All right, let's do it here. It didn't work. So now you're thinking, okay, now, now what's the story I have to adjust? Where's the pivot at? Where's yeah. the pivot for the story? Well, I mean, it's 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 very basic. You got to tell the story. Mm-hmm. Like that didn't happen. I was rest. What are the resting on your laurels yeah. that that everybody knows what Meals on Wheels is, and and even even you saying that five minutes ago, you, you know, I didn't know what Meals on Wheels was until you got involved, mm-hmm. and it's that that kind of networking that that has to happen. That that there are so many different pieces of uh, marketing and public relations that that have to happen for it to all work and you know that's that's what i'm trying to do is learn the the ins and outs of this business at this point because the food comes every day the volunteers come every day we're feeding people every day that part's fine i don't i don't i don't necessarily need to touch that but i need to know how much does it cost to feed one of our people and and if you came to us right now, I could give you a pretty good ballpark. But in my mind, I want to know exactly. Mm-hmm. I want to know that it cost me four dollars and twelve cents a day, uh, because then I can turn around and and play. Who is it, Sarah? The the. ASPCA crying dogs. So if you just send four dollars a day, I can. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. then, then it helps you tell the story, and I, I, I think that really kind of separates the the ones who are are out there, you know, truly working for the mission from those who are, you know, this is a hobby or a, a you know, hey, hey, I want to help one-legged dogs this week and you kind of hop around. So, you know, I, I always talk about being a grown-up organization and, and if you're going to be a grown-up organization, you got to act like it. Yeah. 
So that that's what I'm doing. And I, I've had several of the board members just kind of, oh, my, we're working him so hard and this and that. And I, I told him, no, I, I want to know how to do this. I don't know the the finance side of it. I was fortunate to always have a CFO to, to yeah. throw all this stuff to and, and they took care of it and, uh, uh, you know, and fill in the blank of all of that. But I also think an effective organizational leader needs to know how to run each of the departments. Right. You know, that doesn't necessarily mean that six months from now I'm going to be doing all the day in, day out finance still, still hands stuff. hands on, right. But I still want to be able to, to know how to do it, if not in an emergency, then to oversee it and see that it's being done correctly. Um, I mean, yeah, you wouldn't ask somebody, and this is my own philosophy here. I, I would never ask an employee of mine or somebody who works with me to do something if I couldn't do it myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I say that only because I want to be measurable yeah. and quantifiable as to what we're doing, the direction we're moving in. And whether or not that direction is proven itself to be the right way. Um so a lot of measurements should be in place. I, I had just told this story here not too long ago about if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've, I've been told by somebody that says, well, if you manage numbers like that, then you lose the creativity. Um, I, don't dis, I, I don't agree with that. I really believe that no matter how creativity you inject into your organization, you still need to focus on is is it worth the time to be doing that so you can continuously move forward in a way that's well efficient. That uh, that's something I talk about a lot with with you know send our volunteer coordinator will come to me with with ideas and and that's the the first question I ask back is really is that worth your time? There you go. Is it worth your time to haul a tablecloth and brochures and whatever down to this, to this, this week's whatever job fair, volunteer fair, fill in the blank and sit there for two hours and hope that you get three people to sign up on a list. Or should we run a Facebook ad and (laughs) do a Google form and get, you know, we've had 15 people sign up for that. So, you know, that, that's, the efficiency of it. And that's where, that's what I try to look at of, of what's that ROI? What, mm-hmm. what am I getting out of this? Right. Is it worth my time to do it? Absolutely. And you, the, the lesson from that came from doing events. You know, everybody wants to have 78 events and uh, really uh, that, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. It is a- and, and is it worth your time? And what's the impact? Mm-hmm. Well, what's Tell me the, what the impact is. What's the outcome, really? Yeah. Because what you start forgetting about is, yeah, it may have cost you $10,000 to rent the tables and the tablecloths and the band and the porta-potties and the this and the that. But what was your staff time? Right. Your your staff, you know, it, it's... I am going to be more effective spending a week out in the community doing things than I am setting up tables and chairs for an event. <laughs> so where, and you're getting your, your time out. wisely. Yeah. You're, and you're getting your message out. You're creating new relationships. Yeah. Um, and really that's the important part, isn't it? To create more relationships to maybe drive the nonprofit yeah. for sure. And, Resources. and yeah. you know, with, 
with Meals on Wheels, they do have one event that's a, a successful, long-running uh, event that I think we can probably tweak. And oh, yeah. uh, it sounds like at this point, it's it's sold out in the venue that where we have it. So, uh, hey, we we need to move it to a bigger venue. Need to expand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need to we need to see what we can do with it. But you know that that's it. It's funny from you know from from where it came from it you know our goal was to just not have any events huh. uh, because there's so much work and what i love again those those partnerships i want to have i want to empower the community to have these third-party events and i'll show up and get a check yeah <laughs> there, you, there go. you go you know the 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 golf tournaments and the uh, clay shoots and all of these things they're they're amazing and they're great networking opportunities yeah. and it's a fun afternoon off but you know <clears throat> i don't need to be out there selling teams come on please put put this together yeah. put this together and write us a check you know think about that uh, it, 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 these any of you listening you know if you want to help a nonprofit number 1 give them money because whatever they're doing they're the expert with it and they're going to be able to spend those dollars the best way right um it, it, it's it's interesting watching um with meals on wheels, what people want to give us and, and the impact that, that can be had with that. And it's, we've just finished cleaning out a barn of a house. Somebody donated a house. And of wow. course it was like a, a great intentions, I'm sure. Yeah. But the intent was to have a garage sale with all this stuff and, and make some money on it. And, uh, how much staff time did it take yeah. to send the entire Meals and Wheels team over there to clean out this house, to bring it to our barn, to sort through it, to get ready for it? I walked in. I said, get rid of it. You guys wow. take whatever you want out of there and call somebody else who does this. Yeah. You know, if if that's your intent, have the garage sale and bring me a check. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So so keep that in mind when you're wanting to support organizations. Um, you know, we can make your money go further. Um you know, I've got a great deal with ORMC to buy these meals. Um, I can probably double what what you're going to buy if you went to Sam's and bought a bunch of frozen dinners. I, I'm probably triple that. Yeah. yeah. But um, just just keep that in mind. Don't as, as well intended as you may be. Don't create work for yeah. the nonprofits because most of us are, are shoestring mm -hmm. uh, volunteers, staff. That. volunteers, <laughs> yeah. everything skeleton. Yeah. So that, that's kind of, uh, we keep talking, going back to nonprofit and, and how to help. But yeah, I, I always say the, the, the three things you can do that are the most impactful is to number one, donate number two, volunteer. And number three is use your voice, help them tell their story. Yeah. Mm. You know, that, uh, that brings me to a really good question, I think, uh, to satisfy my mind. What would you tell somebody that was wanting to start a nonprofit? What would you tell them that maybe they should really get involved with or do or, or prepare the foundation, per se? Uh, if you wanted to move forward with your idea, what are some of the most important things would you consider? Well, absolutely. Go find somebody who's doing that mission or, or something similar. Right. Um, I, you know, not to, 
not to sound mean or rude or anything, but I don't care what it is, what your idea is. Somebody out there is doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, they may not be doing it well. Um, they may be doing it great, but go, go research that, go find that passion. And, And that was advice given to me in, in those few years I was working at the Capitol. I, the, the next session I worked for a law firm in their public policy division and, and had a, a, a lawyer I was working with that, you know, I would have stayed with him as long as I could. But uh, again, back to the politics, uh, <laughs> that, that wasn't going to happen. But that was his advice to me on my last day. He said, find your passion, find what you're passionate right. about and, and throw yourself into that full force and everything else will fall into place. Yep. And so, you know, if you're, if you're a nonprofit wants to do X, Y, Z, go find the people who are doing that and either figure out how you can do it better or more efficiently or effectively. And, and if, if it's, you know, one of those things where, you know, I don't, I don't even quite know how to say it, but you know, if it if it can be better, jump in and help them make it better. Absolutely. Um, don't create your own in hopes of, oh well, they're doing a terrible job. I can do it better. Mm. I'm going to go start my own. Well, then you just diluted the volunteer base. You diluted the funding base, um, and and probably diluted the mission um, because the the partnerships could be way more powerful. Uh, so I I would research. I would I would. And, and, you know, you, you mentioned the bureaucracy. I don't think people quite understand <laughs> the, the ins and outs of, I mean, it's going to take you at least a year to get the 501c3 set up yeah. to yeah. begin with. To your official. Um, to get the Secretary of State to sign off, to get all of the back end stuff so that you can start taking donations. It's a process. And, and um, that that's on purpose. Yeah. They want to make sure that you're not taking donations to furnish your house, you know. Uh, we we yeah. want you to be legit and and you know, I say that with a lot of these like social media things like the Google grant um that that's can be very impactful and I think they'll give it to anyone if you're willing to jump through all the hoops. So again, they, they make it complicated on purpose. Facebook, for me to get that donation button, it's complicated on purpose. Yeah. Um, but, but really think about it. And, and you know, I, I don't know how else to say it, but you are not going to be out there doing the mission. Right. <laughs> I don't know one executive director in, in all of the nonprofits I interact with that is actively out there doing the mission day in and day out. They are holding everything together behind yeah. the scenes, yeah. kind of white knuckling what's going on. <laughs> um, and, 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 you know, if, if that's in your heart to, to help the, again, fill in the blank, uh, find somebody who's doing it and, and support them. And, and if it needs to be better, jump in and help them make it better. Because again, 1500 nonprofits, <laughs> Yeah, in the Permian Basin, somebody's doing it. Somebody's doing it already. You know, I think that's a great point because you said research, right? Yeah. So you got to know your market, right? your homework. Got to know what's around you. Know what's in your community already. Um, you know, like in, in the business world, that's 
who's your competition, mm-hmm. right? Who's out there already doing? And what are you bringing to the table to what, do better? Right, right, exactly. I mean, what makes you differentiate your situation with somebody else's, so maybe you can get a piece of the pie? Right. Uh, that's no different in the real world business as atmosphere. But let's not say that. 501c3s, they still have that same issue as well. I mean, there's no difference well, in the comparisons of trying to find who you're comp- competing against or who you can partner with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and at the end of the day, we're a business. Yeah. yeah. Meals on Wheels of Odessa is a business. Mm-hmm. We're not in it to make money. No. But we're a business. We have <laughs> payables. We have receivables. We have payroll. We've got all the insurance. I've got every single thing going that you guys have as a, a for-profit absolutely mm-hmm. i'm just not doing it to make a profit right so you know you're you're starting a business i mean keep that in mind it, it's mm-hmm. it's much more than just going out and and knitting blankets for someone see that's another thing that we try to get across to some of our clients is when you compare the two you're actually comparing uh, really rather you're making money inflow or if you're really trying to get something to help others. Um, it's a huge difference as far as uh, maybe the mechanisms that are in place for a nonprofit versus a corporation who's actually depending on departments uh, to market to make money. Uh, and don't get me wrong, you're still kind of doing the same thing in a 501c3 where you're needing the money to come in to, yeah. to operate. And right. so it doesn't, any it other doesn't happen business. for free. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and marketing, we talked a little bit about marketing. Marketing has always been about finding customers and finding money. Uh, sell, right? It, it's all in your whole business. The heartbeat is rather not we're making sales to bring in money to yeah. survive. So marketing becomes a huge, important entity of any business. Um, and it's no different if you're a nonprofit or if you're for profit as far as the uh, strategy of putting together a good marketing campaign to get something back. Because mm-hmm. both you got to sell your story. Yeah. 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 And you it's, do. And trust, right? Uh, yeah, build the trust. It, yeah. Absolutely. But um, I, I appreciate you talking about the, the marketing components of it. I think a lot of people don't quite understand there's it it's a science it is yeah. <laughs> it is there's a, testing going on yeah it it, it exactly a b oh mm. man all the stuff we we had a big direct mail campaign with the food bank and man i i don't understand that <laughs> that is something you need to hire somebody to yeah. do yeah. <laughs> but it it's there's so much more to it than hey yeah. i'm gonna go post on facebook and <laughs> Yeah, the volunteers are going to show up in droves. Right, uh-uh. Uh-uh. not happening. <laughs> Especially on a business, you got to put some money behind it, mm-hmm. or nobody's going to see it. And they have to understand what you're putting out. Yep. Yeah, you know that call of action really becomes more detailed, more important to make you click, right, and take you somewhere else. I think the hardest part, I and mean, I don't mind talking about marketing for a moment, yeah. but the hardest part to me in marketing is one is you got to build the trust. Two, you got to deliver a good message. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do both of those, there's no brand equity. So it, it is really a, a game you got to play that really is focused mm-hmm. uh, on knowing who your customer is, what that segment looks like, and being able to find that persona to make sure that those marketing campaigns are actually effective, effective mm-hmm. and has a punch to make you want to go the next step. 
mm-hmm. right? Because in the long run, your marketing campaign should illustrate some sort of authority, if you will, that you have in the marketplace to make somebody make that decision. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? No. And I, I think that the the word campaign that you use, I think that's so important. That's something that, that again, with Giving Tuesday, I tried to do. We had a, an email blast. We did on-air uh, marketing through news stories, and then we did social media. So it was kind of a three-pronged attack. You've got to... Again, you know, talking about direct mail, yeah. we get people all the time like, hey, if you, if you wouldn't send me so many envelopes, you'd make more money. And it's like, nope, that is kind of the final touch. That is the one that gets into your house and sits on your desk. You and go. then you say, oh, yeah, I saw that on TV. I've got an envelope on my desk. Let me send him a check. Mm. Yeah. So it's so important to have kind of that campaign that's the multi. Yeah. Multi platform. Multi. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that, again, uh, it, that's something I'm working on is, is kind of building that brand and, and building that trust. Yeah. And um, that, that's the, the organization that, that I inherited uh, does a fantastic job. They were in a great position, but they did it through programs that are reimbursable. They didn't fundraise. Right. And, mm-hmm. and. I came out of a world of fundraising. So I'm looking at it like, well, <laughs> yeah. <wait a> minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's nice that we can do this, but that's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. You know, kind of, I always call it tap dancing. Like, I, ah. I've got to go tap dance for the state for them to give me money. And, you know, I could go write a grant <laughs> and get the money and not have to do all this. So uh, that efficiency, let's, let's make it easier. That's right. Um, so, yeah, I, that's something that, that we talked about. When I, when I started, we had seven revenue streams, effectively, seven ways to pay for the meals that went out every day. We've axed one. Um, I'm trying to get it down to three. I think we can do it. Uh, Midland, uh, my, my friends over here at Senior Life, who um, run the Meals on Wheels program in Midland, they have three. They have, they have three programs that they run. Um, but they also have a, a huge organization that does so many things more than Meals on Wheels. And, and that's, that's another one I would put on my, my recommendation column is, is define your mission and stick to it. Yeah. Like if I start looking at senior life and, and the programs they offer, that's kind of mission creep for what we're doing. Um, you know, I, I, that's, that's the other thing I say a lot. I say, we do one thing, like, let's do it the best Mm -hmm. that we can. Um, we'll worry about other stuff later, That's right. but, but we do one thing and, and there's no reason why we shouldn't be the best doing it. I think that's good because you're you're focused, right? And you're setting, you know, just what we tell people, what is your, in business, what's your cash cow, right? What is what is your one thing that you're basing your foundation on that you can, then you can expand from, Yeah. right? Yep. So it's like building your house, set the foundation, <laughs> you're good to go. Well, man, Craig, uh, do you have any parting words uh, you'd like to throw out there? Oh man, I, lots. I, I see the little wrap up thing, and I'm like, oh, oh no. That's that's why they don't like to let me do live television. Yeah. The first time I ever did it, I remember the anchor looks at me with these huge eyes, like, oh god, shut up. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, the, 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 the several things that I keep in my mind always is um, I, I 
talk about Lorraine Perryman when she was mayor of Odessa and she kept a sign on her desk that said it can be done. Uh, and no matter who walked in her office, can to, she, she's that kind of person to make yeah. things happen. And, and somebody would walk in her office and tell her no, and she'd just tap the sign. And, and the other one that, that I love, and I love Victoria Prince. She's, you know, again, one of those community people that, that we're fortunate to have. But she, she was talking once, and, and the advice she gave was to follow up. Um, and, and that so often in, in kind mm. of a digital fast paced age, we don't do like, yeah, well, yeah. I, I send them a text, yeah, uh-uh, right. call them, <laughs> follow up. Yeah. And, and so keep, keep those things in mind that, 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 you know, kind of that old adage where there's a will, there's a way yeah. like, well, we can figure this out. And, and again, don't, don't take it personally and learn from your your mistakes your failures they're 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 opportunities and um that that's where i've started and kind of the last one is just never quit learning yeah oh man love it those those are some great axioms yeah they really just in general you know necessarily for nonprofit or for business but just in general life those are good axioms to follow right there well and that's you know one of my favorite little books and it's an easy read is the four agreements yes and yes you know those are powerful so yeah, as well. We appreciate you uh, coming on, man. And yeah, no kidding. And I, you know, right. there's a lot of information in this podcast. <laughs> I hope a lot of those folks who are thinking about a 501c3 that you've just gotten some information to really start putting down what you need to know if you're going to even have a foundation. Yeah. yeah. And and the other thing I like to put out there, any any one of you is welcome to call me. There is always, there you, you know, there, there, there's always something we can learn from each other and, and just shoot, call me. I mean, Absolutely. Meals on Wheels of Odessa. And I'll, then, I'll, 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 we're there eight to two. <laughs> we'll figure it out. And then for someone who wants to donate to Meals on Wheels. Yeah. If you want to donate, uh, you can go to our website, uh, mowo.org. There is a link to donate. There is a link to register to volunteer. Uh, we need both. Uh, we can't get the job done without it. Uh, volunteers right now are, are super important. Um, we are trying to grow uh, what I'm calling the alternate list. So uh, that that's really our, our biggest area of need right now is, is if somebody has to call in. Uh, and can't volunteer. We need to have somebody to plug in yeah. immediately. So let's get a phone number. All right. Three, 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 six, four, five, one. There you go. There you go. There's no reason not to call. No reason why not to be a part of it. I would get up off the couch <laughs> and right and get involved. You know, yep. and there's no better time than now. Yeah, that's right. You know? And and back to building that brand where we went to Moo. Moo, yeah. Moo. <laughs> Short and sweet. There you go. Well, thank you so much for having me, and, and we'll do it again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Good. Love to have you back. Yeah, we would. Contact us for podcast sponsorship opportunities.